As I mentioned at the beginning of the Mass, after the homily, we will celebrate the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. And we do this intentionally on this particular Sunday because of the uh, theme of the Good Shepherd. We read from John's Gospel, and in the post-resurrection narratives, the stories of the appearance of Jesus after his resurrection, it seems to be that the, the point of those stories in John's Gospel is that ever-abiding presence of the risen Lord in the community. So we have the stories of Jesus appearing behind the locked doors, peace be with you, and then calling out St. Thomas, the doubter, and you know how that story went. And then the appearance at the, the Sea of Tiberias, uh, come and eat your breakfast. Jesus beckoning his disciples to come in from the shore, and he has a little fish fry all set up for them so that they can share in this uh, symbolic meal uh, that we remember as uh, a sign of his abiding presence. As you know, every three years we're on a rotation of the gospel readings on Sunday, but every year on the fourth Sunday of Easter, we uh, hear the story that Jesus told being the Good Shepherd. Again, his abiding presence among us as our risen Lord. All three of the little stories uh, are, are different parts of that one discourse on the Good Shepherd. And today's, uh, it, he contrasts himself from the, the hireling or the salaried worker, as we be called, he would be called in, in Spanish. Anyhow, uh, but I'm the good shepherd. I care for my sheep, and mine know me, and I know them, and this is why the Father has sent me. So when, when we hear the story of the good shepherd, even though it was not given after the resurrection, we appropriate that story and bring it into our celebration of the resurrection during the Easter season, even though Jesus told uh, that story before his passion, death, and resurrection. We see this as a very comforting, abiding presence of the risen Lord in our midst. How often when we prepare uh, funeral liturgies with families of the deceased. They often, when they have all of these different psalms that they could choose for the liturgy of the word, how often, not only because of its familiarity, but because of its uh, tone of consolation, they choose uh, the Good Shepherd. I am the good shepherd, and 
uh, it just seems to be a very, very inviting image when we are sometimes, as the, even the psalm says, we're walking in a valley of darkness. Uh, even then, he walks by our side, lifting, lifting us up, especially when we are cast down, even inviting us to walk through green pastures with him. Uh, the, sim the symbolic story of uh, a very pe uh, a strong peacefulness when our souls are not at rest. I'll tell you one story, a fairly contemporary story that you will probably hear more and more about as we live the life of the church and we see the, the, the power of the Good Shepherd in our midst, not only as an abiding presence, but also as uh, the, the shepherd, not just in the middle of the sheep, but sometimes as the other image that is used, but not today, uh, that the shepherd is leading the sheep. Today, he's more in the middle uh, protecting the sheep because he knows who they are and they know him. But another part of that image is that he is out in front of them, leading them around where he knows there is good pasture for them. Back in the 80s, there was a call to the church in the United States to be helpful in supplying clergy for South and Central America. And <clears throat> the Diocese of Oklahoma City uh, raised their hand saying, how can we help? Well, one of the priests of the diocese, the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, Father Stanley Rother, uh, he was selected to go to Central America. You need to know a little bit about Stanley. He wasn't the sharpest tack in the box. He had a terrible, terrible time in the seminary learning Latin, which today would not be a big impediment because they don't necessarily learn Latin. But anyhow, then you had to know it. Well, he struggled and struggled, and he <clears throat> edged his way through the seminary. But he had a very great pastoral presence among the people, and he was designated to go to uh, Guatemala. And he was in the parish. It was amazing how this happened. Uh, he actually became the pastor of this parish, Santiago Atitlan, where Father Dave will be visiting in January, if we are lucky. I don't think he's with us. Anyhow, Father Tom Metzger from, from this parish uh, was also on this particular pilgrimage retreat, as was I five years ago. I keep pushing these guys. Well, anyhow, Father Stanley Rother was there in uh, Santiago Atitlan, and he turned out to be a wonderful shepherd, not just in matters 
uh, you know, in, in the sacristy, but also taking his agricultural acumen and showing them how they could better do their farming and crops. As a result, he was uh, a very much, much admired shepherd in their midst. At that time, things were heating up. Uh, this was the time when many of the, the, the martyrs uh, were slain, and it happened. Uh, things were getting a little heated up, and Father Stanley Rother came home to the United States, and he was coming home for uh, vacation to go to Oklahoma uh, to be with his family and his friends, and the presumption was he was going to stay here. But then he gave them the, the sad news for them. Uh, no, I'm not staying here. I just came for a vacation. I'm going back. Well, you're a fool for going back. You know they're laying for you. He said, and the image he used was, the shepherd does not run from the sheep. So if you think today's liturgy and the reading might not be powerful today, think again. This was the image of the abiding presence of Christ in the image of uh, the Good Shepherd. And he said, I was sent there to shepherd the sheep. I'm not going to run just because things are tough. And he went back and <clears throat> he was... Uh, his home was broken into, he was shot and killed in his home. This was a very uh, vivid memory for me because when I was there, uh, I was sleeping on the floor about over here and the bullet holes in the floor that killed him were, were that close. I was on a group of about 20 priests at that time. Uh, those are the kind of images that really stick with you. The image that stuck with Father Stan was the image of the shepherd who does not abandon the sheep, even when times get rough. The image, prolonged, that stuck with me was uh, the marks in the floor of his own martyrdom. Stanley Rother is now uh, called Blessed Stanley. His canonization as a saint is upcoming, and the Shrine Church in Oklahoma is already being built. Uh, big price. <laughs> the, the Oklahoma priest said he never would have approved of all this money being spent on a shrine for him. <laughs> he would have had maybe a shepherd statue or something, but that's human nature. Anyhow, the point is that every year during this, on this week of Easter, the fourth week, that we are reminded of the abiding presence of the risen Christ down to our own day in our midst. So I'm going to invite now